Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, June 23rd, 2021. I'm one of your host, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. And also joining us is a brand new uncle, Kevin Coelho. Yeah. Got burrito in my mouth. How's it feel, Kevin? Talking. I mean, it's all right. You know, it's a baby still. Got to give it a little yeah. time to move around. Can't get its sea legs. Once, once yeah, they, they can grow. control their neck, now you got something. You know, you can play peekaboo then. That's mm, a lot of okay. fun. Mm. I'm, I'm waiting for that. Yeah. Pretty exciting stuff. Kevin, call me Call me in like two months. We'll figure, We'll see where we're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about right. That's about right. All right. By the way, Andy, good morning. How are you doing on this Wednesday morning? I'm doing fantastic. Um, we just did episode three of Loki in review. I'm revved up. And I'm excited about this little thing called video games. A lot of people have been talking about oh, that. Dude, I've been I've been loving video games lately. I started playing Chicory yesterday. Oh yeah. That is a damn good video game. You know, like I, I've been I, I've been seeing Shuhei tweet about it over the months, been trying to hype it up. And it wasn't until this last week where I saw people like Rebecca Valentine and other folks on Janet Twitter Garcia. How good it is. Yeah, Janet Garcia was the one uh, on PS Love You who's talking about it and was like, oh, yeah, this game is amazing. Like, I have nothing bad to say about this game. They made me go, okay, cool. I got to try this out. And I tried it out a bit yesterday, played about three and a half chapters of it. Um, and so I'm, I'm quite a few hours in and I am really enjoying it. She absolutely hit the nail on the head when she described it as almost like a Link's Awakening meets uh, Undertale. I'd say throw some Celeste in there as well. Uh, the soundtrack wow. is done by Lena Rain, who did the, the soundtrack for Celeste. It's a really good game so far. I'm really enjoying it. I Yeah, the it's the art style that I, I wasn't sure what type of game it was. For some reason, I thought I was just going to be all puzzle all the time. Why, why did my computer just super slow down out of nowhere? Um, okay, we're good. I think we're stable. Oh, Everything froze up for a second. All right, fantastic. Yeah, the the game, I wasn't really sure what it was going to be until Janet was sort of you know, describing it on Twitter. And I said, wow, that does sound interesting. But there's like a million other goddamn games that I'm trying to get yeah. to as well. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of picking and choosing going on in terms of me and video games. It's like I got hella video games on my hard drive. I got Scarlet Nexus on there, which we can finally talk about. And we're going to talk about uh, Scarlet Nexus during the proper show. But yesterday, I hit the thing where I was like, okay, this week, I'm just going to focus on two games. I'm going to play Guilty Gear Strive because I'm obsessed with Guilty Gear Strive. And I'm going to play Chicory because I've heard such good things about it. And let me tell you, that is a great one-two punch of games right there because you got like the super stylistic, like, you know, high energy of, of um, Guilty Gear Strive. And then you have the exact opposite chill ass, uh, uh, thoughtful, cozy energy of Chicory. And those two games pair perfectly together. It's been it's a fantastic. Chicory is like the warm milk at the end of the night. Does warm milk actually exactly. make you sleep? Can we confirm that? I mean, it helped for me a lot growing up. It helped mm. for me a lot. I love drinking warm milk uh, as a kid. Not anymore because I'm lactose intolerant, and so I can't. Damn. I can't do that anymore. Yeah, I think that just up. happens when you go through puberty. You become lactose intolerant. I think that's just a thing. Yeah, that definitely happened to me. I was not lactose intolerant earlier in life, and then <laughs> it was the thing where in high school I used to drink milk every morning. Because I heard growing up that milk was healthy for you. It's good for your bones. Good for you're gonna for grow, Andy. And you're gonna grow. Oh, yeah. You're gonna be so tall. And what let me a tell lie! You, <laughs> the milk definitely worked for my height. But I used to drink milk every single day. And then at some point in high school, by the time I was a sophomore or a junior, I started feeling like shit every single day. <laughs> and I didn't know why. <laughs> I was like, why the fuck? By the, by the time we hit uh, 12 noon every single day in high school, I just feel like absolute shit. And then one day I didn't drink milk and I felt great. And I was like, huh, 
that's peculiar. I had the <laughs> that's same an interesting thing. I had the realization bless, but unfortunately, it was much later after high school. I believe I was mm. maybe my or maybe I was still in high school, but doing the taking college classes during the summer. And I remember driving to community college and just hunched up, curled up in a ball while driving because my stomach is cramping so bad. And I remember just mm. driving and being like, oh, God, this hurts so bad. It fucking hurts. And it's not that, like, I needed to vomit or go poo-poo or anything like that. It was just crazy just cramps pain. in my midsection. All right, all right. And then Real I was quick, like... There's a lot of hate going I'm, on maybe I'm with milk tolerant. in the chat. Some people are saying... Overrated. Milk. No, Overrated. I, Jeff Grubb. No, I like milk. I, I think milk that. is milk amazing. Is I'm milk having a full me. glass of milk right now. And also, bless, they have solutions. Just get lactose free. Oh, milk. I know. No, that's what I do. Almond that's milk. what I do nowadays. I, do, I, I still drink milk all the time, but it is the lactate brand milk that I drink. I can't give up milk. No, I love milk. I love milk. Milk just doesn't love me. That's the problem here. I do. I do miss like the late nights of, you know, dad, dad's up late watching Sports Center. He had a long day at work. Mom's already asleep. Uh, big brother is doing whatever. But I'd be like, oh, you know, it's a summer night. I kind of want some chocolate milk. Let me go to the fridge, get a little Hershey. You just do that, Kevin. That was the best. Oh, I'll just stir that shit. I was like, oh, when I was a kid, goodness. I had my my special sippy cup that I used with the straw on it. Oh my on goodness! It. Get out of town. Oh, get out of town. That, that shit would not Andy. last in my house. As soon as we had it, <laughs> done skis. Yeah, just yeah. sipping that Hershey syrup straight from the bottle. Not even mixing it with milk anymore. Enough about this. Let's talk about video game news because today's stories include EA acquiring a Warner Studio, Scarlet Nexus reviews, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosteeth.com or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you a new kind of funny podcast is up uh where they plan out how to make greg famous on tiktok so mm-hmm. nothing can go wrong there yep. uh also loki episode three impressions just got done recording and will be, will be on youtube by the time you're listening to this on youtube and on podcast services and of course both of those will be available on youtube.com slash kind of funny andy how did that kind of funny podcast go uh, it was it was good. It was good. There was a lot of fighting at the beginning, a lot of arguing, uh, but we ironed out those issues. It's a must listen, I would say. If if you're gonna listen to one podcast this year, that's the one to listen to. Okay, okay. Uh, see, when I hear about the idea of Greg Miller trying to become famous on TikTok, I get nervous because TikTok is a young person's platform, and this isn't me saying Greg Miller is old. This is me saying Greg Miller is over the age of thirty seven. I, I do think and... Greg Miller sees other kind <laughs> Wait, of he, over 35 people on TikTok and is sort of encouraged by that, you know. So I, I, mm. I look, bless, I mean, shoot, I'm too old for TikTok, but I, you know, Sometimes I'm going to be I on there. too old for TikTok. I'm going to be on there. I'm going to do it It's a Gen anyway. Z platform. Like, yeah. the Gen Z has taken over that platform and really, has really defined what the culture is like there and how to really blow up, which makes me curious to see how Greg navigates it. And so I really got to listen to this kind of funny podcast. Mm-hmm. I also like the idea of Greg trying to make it big on TikTok and then uh, me coming through and trying to race him for that top spot. Because I think mm-hmm. I'm more t- in tuned with what 
the kids are thinking. Oh, you know the, the trends. Yeah. I know the trends. I know the the hashtags. Hashtag um, iCarly affirmation. Hashtag leave at Acrello alone. I don't know what that what that one's about. That one's appearing in all the TikToks. I, I never know I, what I those are now. either. But Greg actually, bless Greg actually used those in his most recent post. Really? Yeah, yeah. Really? Let me oh, wow. let me double check because yesterday Greg didn't have game over Greggy. Greg had game the number zero ver Greggy because game over yeah. Greggy was taken yesterday. I said. Well, how about we just try to get the name back from whoever owns it? And then he was like, oh, wait, nobody actually has this name anymore. Damn. So he got it. I, it oh, What's up, that's I, checked awesome. it. I checked it and was like, Greg, what the fuck? No one has the name. Sorry, just trying to give myself some credit here. Oh, there, there you go. Credit. That's fair. Big moment. Big uh, moment. That's, that's funny because Greg followed me on TikTok, and I just assumed it was somebody making a spam account that followed me. I didn't realize it was, it was actually Greg who followed me. because he had Hashtag the, the Prime Day Deals Dance as seen on Tubby. Bomb Pop Awards. Okay, hashtags? so he's using the right hashtags. Okay, yeah, he's using okay. the right hashtags. It's we'll have to see how that goes. Everybody, go listen to Kind of Funny podcast. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Donovan Harkness and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by DoorDash, Canva, and Final Fantasy. But we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. Uh, Baker's doesn't. It's, it, Kevin, it sounds so tired. You're getting back into your voices, like sounding hurt. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed that. Over the weekend, yeah. I lost my voice completely, mm, and um, then I found out with this dude that died from pneumonia and not knowing. Jesus, what's his name? Jim Hansen. It was on the KF podcast. Oh, Jim Hansen, the puppeteer. Mm. Yeah, and not Hansen. Like, yeah, mm. and it's just like for a second, I, really I thought I don't have pneumonia. I thought you were communicating via Morse code. It sounded like you were trying to send a coded message to somebody listening. Uh, to this please that's help me. What I'm doing every time. That's what I'm trying. Diagnose me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Every once okay. in a while, I use the digital one. I mean, very, very rarely, and that always has a hidden message Special in it. Special no occasion. Ever figured out. I like the idea of, of the the in tuned kind of funny games daily listeners who are like, I I, I know this bit every single time. I'm taking it. I'm I'm cropping the sound sound bit. I'm putting it into Google Translate, but like for the most Morse code, oh. Google Translate because you know that they got that. Um, I don't know that they got that, but like they're they're out here trying to get all the messages from the kind of funny games dailies. Andy, we have a jam packed Roper report. Seven news stories filled with a range of news, <laughs> like a range of news. Okay. Uh, so let's start off with story number one. EA has acquired playdemic for 1.4 billion dollars this is brendan sinclair at gamesindustry.biz electronic arts has agreed to purchase playdemic from warner media for 1.4 billion dollars in an all-cash deal the companies announced today founded in 2010 the manchester uk-based playdemic is best known as the developer of the mobile and facebook game golf clash Quote, we've enjoyed working with the talented team at Playdemic as they've grown Golf Clash beyond all expectations into a hit mobile game with tremendous longevity, uh, WB Games President David Haddad said. He continues, while we have great respect for the Playdemic team, our decision to divest is a part of our overall strategy to build games based on Warner Brothers storied franchises, end quote. Last month, WB Games' parent Warner Media announced that it would be <clears throat> it would be spun off of parent company AT&T and merged with Discovery in a $43 billion deal, but it was reported that not all of the publisher's operations would be going along, raising questions about the fate of the remaining studios. 
the Playdemic acquisition announcement specified that the rest of the WB Games portfolio is included in the deal with Discovery. Playdemic becomes the fourth significant acquisition for EA since December when it reached an agreement to purchase racing game specialist Codemasters for $1.2 billion, thwarting Take-Two's Interactive's, uh, Take Interactive's own attempt to add the company to its portfolio. EA followed that up with a $2.1 billion acquisition of Glue Mobile in February and the addition of super mega baseball developer Metalhead Software in May. Andy, this is a lot of there's a lot of corporation uh, uh, back and forth going on here. A lot of acquisitions. Uh, do you have any takeaways here? First off, didn't know Golf Clash is a game. Cool. That sounds great. Uh, 1.4 billion is a lot of money for a studio that's making a successful mobile game. I again something that I didn't even know existed. But again, the mobile world is a totally different kind of ecosystem that I don't have a whole lot of experience with. Uh, my initial question was, what does this mean for the other studios? And then you got to it. So I said, okay, that's it. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, three, there are two things uh, that I take away from this story, right? Like one, the fact that EA continues to double down on the mobile market. Uh, that's an interesting thing. You know, that's a, they are paying a lot of money for mobile studios, especially when you look at that compared to a studio like Codemasters. Like Codemasters is known for uh, their racing games. They're known for putting out big budget games in the console and PC spaces. And they're the kind of developer that me and you, Andy, like what would know and appreciate. But for them, for EA to be making big, big moves into a studio like Playdemic, into studios like Glue Mobile, right? Glue Mobile uh, uh, has a range of games, including I think another baseball game. Uh, and then yeah, for with, uh, with them uh getting metalhead software in may right with the addition of super mega baseball that is speaking a lot to probably ea being like okay cool we gotta find bigger and better ways to make money outside of what is probably mainly ultimate team and microtransactions because i think that's been so big for ea for quite a few years figuring out ways to monetize loot boxes figuring out ways to monetize uh uh random drops and cosmetics and all the stuff that they get off of ultimate team and their other sports games this is probably them being like we got to diversify and we got to go bigger and better uh and so that's in one of my takeaways in a perfect Before. world this is them saying you know hey we already committed to single player campaigns we made that sort of big statement and said you know, Dragon Age 4 is not going to be a multiplayer live service game. We are committing after seeing the success of Fallen Order. We know what the fans want. After seeing the success of Mass Effect Legendary Edition, we know what the fans want. Let's commit to this vision. Maybe we can use a lot of this mobile money to kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, pay for some of, you know, not not necessarily losses, but obviously you're not going to make a whole lot of money on the games that aren't these live service games when they're successful. Granted, there's been a shit ton of live service games that do fail immediately. Continue with your thought, plus. Yeah. Well, and I mean, to bounce off that point, right? Like, this feels almost like the medicine so that we can get to the candy. You know, this feels like the, all right, cool. We want to be the EA that's able to put out things like Knockout City and It Takes Two and uh, uh, a possible Dead Space revival. We want to be that EA that you guys grow to love and appreciate and not just that EA that is about um, being money hungry and that is associated with putting out games that um, uh, nickel and dime the player, games that have quote unquote like gambling things in them. We don't want to be, or we don't want to be known for being that EA. We want to be known right. for being the EA that fans fans can get can get into. And this feels like the moves in order to support the financial weight that needs to be there so they can actually have that happen. So that's like I, that's for me one takeaway. The other takeaway for me is on the Warner side of 
with everything going around going on with wb and discovery and what that means for wb games in their portfolio them offloading um uh this mobile developer playdemic to ea i think points to something interesting because they mentioned here right in their quote that our overall strategy to build games or is to build games based on warner brothers storied franchises I think that influ influences what we can expect from, okay, what is going to happen to NetherRealm? What is going to happen to WB Games? What is going to happen to uh, uh, to to all your studios, Monolith, right? Like, what's going to happen with them? Are we going to continue to see games like Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War? Are we going to continue to see games like Injustice uh, and the Harry Potter game, the, and the Suicide Squad games that you guys are working on? And with this, you would imagine that the answer is yes. But, you know, again, a lot of that still is up in the air in terms of what the finality of it is. Yeah, um, definitely a, a bit more interesting for the future of Warner. The fact that they it does seem like they want to kind of prioritize those, and you know those are those are the franchises that they want to continue on uh, making. But you know, with the whole EA thing, again, we got to have this. It's it's like kind of funny, bless. You got to have this daily gaming show with ads on it to pay for the bigger projects. That are kind of funny, like the basketball game we're gonna play later sometime next year uh you got to do these little smaller things to pay for the bigger thing you really want to do so it makes total sense to me bless exactly and let's move over to story number two scarlet nexus reviews have come out i have a review roundup for you andy are you ready let's go bless let's go right now on open critic scarlet nexus is sitting at a 79 uh, on metacritic it is also sitting at a 79 i got a few reviews i'm going to pull in here starting with durani williams at vg247 who gave scarlet nexus three out of five stars and before i even get into it right i know plenty of people here know what scarlet nexus is but scarlet nexus is a game that i think is a little bit more lower key andy i know you've been into scarlet nexus leading up to its release can you describe give like a quick blurb what is scarlet nexus Scarlet Nexus uh, is very similar to um, it's it's an anime hack and slash type game, very over the top action, flashy, gorgeous. A really like I think the 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 most gorgeous anime has been portrayed in a video game. I know like Dragon uh, Dragon Quest does a really great job of that as well, but I think the the way the characters look and the cell shading looks fantastic in this video game. You mm. pick between a boy or a girl. The girl is like the range combat. The boy is the close range combat. And of course, it's your typical, I'm a teenager working for this organization. And I'm going to try to be the best ever. And like you become like a whatever kind of cop. It, I'm not super deep into it, but the combat's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same place. I'm not super deep, deep into it either. And I played I played a little bit, but the combat uh, is fun. And I think the thing the thing that has pulled us both into uh, anticipating it up to its release is that it gives us Astral Chain vibes a bit. If people remember Astral Chain, which was the platinum game that came out on Switch a couple years ago, that was really cool, really fun. You play for you. You work for this police task force and you have this fun Legion thing that you go around and, and fight demons with. Make had, that multi-platform. Uh, Oh my God, please make it multi-platform. Make it run on something that can output 4K, please. <laughs> um, but Scarlet Nexus for me reminded me a little bit of that. But yeah, I, when you boil it down, right, it's a, it's a Bandai Namco uh, anime style uh, uh, action game with like a lot of anime cutscenes. Well, I was going to say a lot of anime cutscenes. The cutscenes I've seen so far have all been visual novel-ish. Conversation yeah, type stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a second. But again, I'm going to pull starting from Durrani Williams at VG, VG247. Gave it three out of five stars and said, If you like the sound of a deep RPG with extensive combat mechanics, Scarlet Nexus shouldn't disappoint. 
If you're expecting something more akin to Devil May Cry, you might find the extensive storytelling gets in the way of the gameplay a little too much. With that said, you can still enjoy it if you're not an anime connoisseur. That's, there's plenty of fun to be had for all players because it's great once it gets going, but I fear it might lose people in its opening few hours. Eric Van Allen over at Destructoid gave it an 8 out of 10 and said, Scarlet Nexus is ultimately some gorgeous, action-heavy comfort food. It is Saturday morning anime in game form, and while, while, while it will struggle to hold your attention from a story perspective, it's also a good way to lose 30 hours in a fun combat system. It's not a narrative powerhouse, but if you need a vehicle for bashing monsters with the might of your brain, it'll suit that need just fine. And then lastly, I'm going to pull from Daniel Tack at Game Informer, who gave it an 8.75 out of 10 and says, The action is incredibly engaging. The story and characters, not so much. Unfortunately, the story introduces a ludicrous number of characters early on, and they don't grow much throughout the campaign. The level layouts in Scarlet Nexus feel overly functional to a, to a ridiculous degree, with little distance from, the check, from checkpoint to checkpoint, just a, just a straight line of checkpoints in arenas without any dressing. Luckily, enough lush animated trappings are around to take you out of that cold design as you cruise from stage to, to stage. Bandai Namco has crafted something truly special and quite satisfying with Scarlet Nexus, and I hope we get a slightly more refined sequel. Just, Andy, like let me earlier? let me correct you there. It says uh, Bandai Namco has crafted something truly strange. Not truly special. strange. Oh yeah, good point. That's, that's a good one to point out. Yeah, yeah, truly strange, not special. Sorry about that. Uh, but you and I have played. I, I I played a little bit over an hour. How much would you say you played so far? Uh, I played through that full demo, and then I kind of got around. It's it's hard to say. I'd say maybe about an hour and a half in on the PC version. I had a lot of issues with the code, uh, trying to get the codes to work because it wasn't working on PC, and then it wasn't working on Xbox, and then I wasn't given the like the activation code to get the press access on mm -hmm. the PC side. So unfortunately, not that far into it because I have been just been playing a lot of other video games. Um, but yeah, I think it has fun enough combat to stand out on its own. I think being at a 79 out of 100 like aggregate score sounds pretty spot on for what i was expecting it sounds a lot like like you're gonna have a good time with this game i think if you enjoy that over-the-top action video game um but everybody in here is kind of mirroring exactly what i would feel it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot story-wise or character development wise to really write home about but you're gonna be there for the action and the cool visuals and it's gonna it's gonna be fun it's a fun time yeah, I think this is definitely one of those ones where it's it's for fans of the genre. If you see a Scarlet Nexus and you're like, hey, I love the anime style. I love action games. I love something that is a hack and slash like Devil May Cry. And I'm not looking for too much out of story. Then I think this is definitely going to speak to you. Um, going going into it, I was immediately like into the combat. Uh, the hook of the combat is basically that for me playing as the, the, as the dude character, he has a, a telepathic ability where he can um uh control objects with his mind and so mid combo you're hacking and slashing but then you're also taking cars on the road and throwing them at these demon enemies and you are kind of getting to get into the flow of that and i thought that was really fun i thought that was that was a really enjoyable thing the soundtrack is uh fantastic from what i've played so far i really i like while playing i hit the point where i paused and i immediately went to spotify to see if the soundtrack was on there because there are some jams that are really jamming in that game it's uh, so pretty i appreciate sick. that yeah it's the really combat sick. the combat does get to a point where you have essentially four friends and your companions or whatever you want to call them and they are all assigned to the d-pad 
um, or is it the four face buttons? Either way, um, they all have four sort of special things where one of them lets you teleport through walls. One character kind of ignites this firepower that you could take down enemies that are weak to fire. And they all sort of had these these little specialized attacks uh, attached to them. And whenever you kind of use them, they the friend will pop up and be like, right, I'll be right there. They like say, say mm-hmm. some bullshit or whatever. Um, so the combat is definitely kind of fun and engaging. The one thing issue that I one issue that I have with the combat is the lock on system is not what you would expect it to be. It doesn't it doesn't lock yep. the camera and it doesn't move with you. Like your character is still free to roam around. So you can still miss attacks when you are locked on to an enemy you still have to be aimed and looking at them the lock-on just means that that enemy is going to kind of be in the frame and i don't know if there's a way to fix that or make that feel better but that kind of threw me off because you expect all right i'm locked on my attacks will be just kind of going towards this one enemy um so that kind of stunk that didn't feel too great but you got you got used to it uh, and again, the game is super gorgeous. Like it is. It's, yeah, it looks really good. Looking, playing it on a, a big TV. Design, art design. Yeah, I had played through the full demo on my Xbox and playing it on a big TV, um, seeing all that fidelity and uh, just, I don't know, it just looks fantastic. It's a really good art style. Yeah, so really, really good art style. And from after playing the first hour or so, the one thing that I was wanting more of was uh more happening in the story more more interesting things happening in the story characters that i that i could connect to and the the common thread i've seen from not only these reviews that i that i've read on the show but other reviews that i was looking at as i was pulling in reviews uh for the show was story just isn't as much there as you want it uh which is a bummer because i think there's a lot of promising ideas there like again you're part of the osf which is this uh, uh like task force police task force slash military group i guess uh and there's there are promising things there mechanically you know like you have phone text conversations that you can go into and respond to and all this stuff and a lot of it screams a little bit of persona which i like but from what from what i can see it doesn't seem like it really dives deep in into that stuff in a way that's meaningful or that interesting which is a little bit of a bummer but again if you're looking for an action game if you're looking for uh fun combat if you're looking for a stylist of the game then this one is going to speak to you give me those cool hype moments and a couple of backstabbings and I think that could elevate your story. Like, even, oh, it, yeah. they don't even have to be like, it could be even, I could get backstabbed by a character I've never met, but I'd be like, oh, damn, I got backstabbed. I hate that person now. Like, I just kind of need that in the game. You need the person kind of yelling out and getting pumped up for a really cool anime type moment. That's the shit that I need in my anime games to get really hyped up about. Hell yeah. Well, speaking of anime games, story number three, there's a new Space Jam game that's coming to Xbox Game Pass, everybody's favorite anime. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm pulling from Liana Rupert at GamesIndustry.biz. Kevin, I have a couple of links here under the story. One is for the trailer. The other is for uh, images of a controller that is linked to this whole Space Jam game thing. Uh, Again, this is Liana Rupert at GamesIndustry.biz. No, that's not right. Liana Rupert at Game Informer, not (laughs) GamesIndustry.biz. A new Space Jam game. Our new Space Jam is on the way into into movie theaters soon, and to celebrate the return of Bugs Bunny and Friends, Xbox teamed up with fans to create a a Space Jam, a new legacy-inspired arcade game. Now we're seeing the fruits of that labor a little more closely, as well as three new Xbox wireless controllers to celebrate the upcoming release. In a new blog post, Xbox's Sarah Bond detailed how this game adaptation came to be. 
To create the final experience, according to Bond, the team took two ideas from two different gamers, a youth competition winner named Narayan from India and an adult competition winner named Ricky from the United States. The two different game ideas came together to become an arcade homage to Space Jam, both the original and the new film coming out in July. Ricky wanted a classic beat-em-up style adventure, whereas Narayan had their own mechanics in mind, and together, it, it looks pretty cool. Space Jam, A New Legacy, the game, will be launching on July 1st exclusively on Xbox Game Pass Ultimate as a perk for a limited time, and then it'll be coming out later on uh, for free. I believe it's coming out June, uh, July 15th. I didn't include that, include that in the story, so kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if I'm wrong about that one. Um, but I think this is awesome, right? You look at the game, and it's like... I, when I when I first saw the story, I was expecting an NBA Jam, like cheaply made uh, basketball game. And looking at it, it actually looks like a really fun beat em up. Looks like uh, Michael Jordan chaos in the windy city, especially when he's dribbling that that basketball at the end. Because Michael Jordan's chaos in the windy city, you used you had like a fire basketball and an ice basketball and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what Narion's ideas were, <laughs> like because that just looks like a classic beat 'em up. I don't know what sort of other game mechanics are involved. Um, maybe it switches to like some surprise 3D thing, but um, it, it just looks like a cla- it looks like a classic beat 'em up. And I think if your art style is competent enough in a classic beat 'em up, you get sort of the passive. Oh, that looks like a real video game. That doesn't look like just sort of something cheaply made in flash or whatever you know the the animations look fine enough and it looks competent so yeah yeah i really i think this is a really fun idea yeah free to play on the microsoft store july 15th is what it said at the end of that trailer i think this is a really cool idea i love that um they open this up as a competition and they're letting the they're, they're releasing the game on xbox game pass and then free for everyone i think that's a really cool thing i am really 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 into the controllers kevin you can pull up the images if you haven't already the there are three controllers the uh, one of them is a purple one that says goon squad on it uh, the another one is blue and orange that says toon squad and there's another one uh that has kind of a blueprint design that is black and light blue and let me tell you that one is sexy that as one fuck. Looks dope. i want that controller so badly <laughs> that one looks really cool um I I was not expecting you to say that the developers that worked on this were two fans. Like you saying that they teamed up with fans. Like what the hell does that even mean? I don't even like. Has Xbox ever really done anything like that before? This seems pretty unique. Because I thought, oh, I wonder if the studio that worked on the newer Shaq Fu game worked on this because they're both beat 'em ups. It's basketball license. You know, I wonder if they have any involvement. But no, just just two fans from a, a random game jam, which is. Pretty interesting and unique because I've never really heard that happen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the details of it. I don't know if it was a pitcher game idea and we'll have a small team from Microsoft work on the game for you, or if it was a, hey, you and your friends developed this. Uh, maybe somebody can give me a little bit more context there on kind of funny.com slash you're wrong, but it does seem to be primarily sourced from the, the uh, like they say, that the, the article explicitly states the team took two ideas from two different gamers. Yeah. Uh, and so I assume it's more of a pitch us your game and we'll make it for you or we'll make it with you. That kind of thing. Interesting. Cool stuff. Really cool stuff. Uh, We got a couple of Sonic news stories on the way. But before we get there, of course, you can go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where that's right. Right. Yeah. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, here are our sponsors. 
This podcast is brought to you by DoorDash. Did you forget that one thing at the store? Now you can get snacks, drinks, and household essentials in 30 minutes with DoorDash. Dinner, check. Deodorant, check. Morning pick-me-up from Dunkin', check, check, check. Everything you need anytime you want it with DoorDash. They want Chinese, you want some pizza, and everyone is craving Froyo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now and right to your door. And now you can get the grocery essentials you need delivered with DoorDash too. Get drinks, snacks, and household items delivered in under an hour. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with the contactless delivery option. Of course, I'm well-versed in DoorDash because I use it all the time. Uh, of course, uh, they don't, it's not even in this. They have a thing called the Dash Pass where you can get uh, you know delivery fees uh, removed. You get a whole bunch of other benefits. I use that uh, because we DoorDash at least once a week usually. Uh, Chinese pizza, you name it. Uh, sometimes the day ends and Jen and I just don't want to cook. And DoorDash is so simple to get what we want when we want it. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Australia, and now Canada, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite nation restaurant, national restaurant restaurants, I should say, like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code GAMES2021. For our Canadian listeners, use the code GAMESCA. That's 25% off, up to a $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code GAMES2021 in the U.S. and GAMESCA in Canada. Don't forget, that's GAMES2021 or GAMESCA for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Our next sponsor, you might be asking, who is it, Greg? What is it going to be? It's Canva Pro. Of course, Canva Pro is the easy-to-use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro. Whether you're a professional designer or just getting started, Canva Pro can help you boost your team's productivity and creativity. It's a quick, easy, and affordable way to design whatever you need. No matter what you're creating and sharing, Canva Pro has everything you need in one place, including a collection of over 75 million premium photos, videos, audio, and graphics. Plus, Canva Pro comes with life, no, no, time-saving tools. That was life-saving tools. Let's not go too far. It's time-saving tools that simplify and speed up the creative process. You get all this and more in just one Canva Pro subscription. Of course, we've been using Canva Pro here for a while. Tim's been using it to make these little decks that we can show to people, and we're like, hey, why don't you work with Kind of Funny? And he goes in there and he's learned to design with it. Canva Pro is amazing and there's no idea too big or too small when it comes to Canva Pro. So if you want to create something online, Canva Pro, Canva Pro is a tool you need. Design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now you can get a free 45 day extended trial when you use our promo code. Just go to canva.me slash KFGD to get your free 45 day extended trial. That's C-A- N-V-A dot M-E slash K-F-G-D. Canva dot me slash K-F-G-D. And our final sponsor of the day, it's Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade. It's time to join the resistance because Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade for PlayStation 5 is here. The shadowy Shinra Corporation is draining the planet's life force for their own again, but all is not lost. The mercenary Cloud Strife teams with Tifa, Barrett, and Aerith to take Shinra down. Whether they succeed depends on you. Of course, we're so excited for Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade. The definitive edition of the award-winning Final Fantasy VII Remake 
has expanded graphical gameplay and system enhancements and it brings final fantasy's visuals to the next level it's got more realistic backgrounds it's got better lighting it's all around beautiful to look at hell you know that final fantasy 7 remake was our game of the year now they've made it better what's not to love integrate also gives you the ability to switch between graphics mode if you want 4k and performance mode if you prefer super smooth action with 60 frames per second on top of it intergrade comes with the episode intermission a brand spanking new episode featuring wu-tang ninja yuffie as the main character play as yuffie as she conspires with avalanche hq to steal the ultimate materia from the shinra electric power company play as new characters and enjoy expanded gameplay experience featuring multiple new combat additions and if you've already bought final fantasy 7 remake for ps4 you can download a free ps5 enhancement for the ps5 console episode intermission is available as a separate purchase after you upgrade buy final fantasy 7 remake integrate for playstation 5 today go to sqex.link slash remake kfgd that's sqex.link backslash remake kfgd those wu-tang ninjas ain't nothing to mess with story number four like i said andy we got a range of news stories we talked about acquisitions we've talked about space jam and so the natural progression of things is for us to talk about sonic the hedgehog for two Mm -hmm. news stories straight story number four sonic is coming to minecraft round of applause everybody we did it we did it we did it. This comes from Michael McWhorter at Polygon. Kevin, I have a trailer you can pull up here. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and Friends are now playable in Minecraft, making good on a tease from Sega earlier this year. Sega and Minecraft developer Mo Yang promise epic levels, races against friends, and hidden secrets in the first trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog's blockiest adventure yet. The whole gang's here. Knuckles the Echidna, Amy Rose, Miles Tails Prower, Shadow the Hedgehog, Super... I love how they're using all their full names. They could just say the first names. I'd get who they are. Uh, <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog, Supersonic, Dr. Robotnik, and, well, some chaos. Dr. Alf- Dr. Alfred Robotnik. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Alfred Robotnik, Robotnik the third Eggman. Uh, Big the Cat does not appear to be confirmed, dot, 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 yet. Damn. Minecraft players will be able to visit Sonic's popular haunts, like the Green Hill Zone, and chemical plant zone and battle bosses in the new minecraft marketplace content players can also nab a free sonic the hedgehog uh, character creator item an upcoming two-week special event will feature sonic the hedgehog themed mini games and additional surprises let me tell you i've never played minecraft before i have no idea how minecraft works i will figure out how to play minecraft so i can play this fucking thing because look at it looks great it's interesting that that they actually made sonic look like sonic it isn't just their standard kind of block head, block body with the block arms. I thought it was just going to be like this blue looking humanoid kind of freak with maybe some spikes sticking out. But they actually they made Sonic look kind of, you know, like proportionally correct. Uh, I'm kind of surprised yeah. by that. Yeah. And I love how how Green Hill Zone looks. I love how everything looks here. And I know this is probably just the power of Minecraft. Minecraft is a very impressive game from everything we've seen from it. But yeah, dude, this looks like awesome content. Like, this looks actually really fun. It's making me want to try it out as somebody who has no interest of my, in Minecraft outside of this. And so, go I, get them. I don't know why I like the idea of it saying that, you know, making good on a tease from Sega earlier this year. As if Sega put out this tease with no intention of ever doing it. And Minecraft was like, shit, I guess we, I guess we got to make this thing now. Like, like oh, Sega's out here kind of making promises. <laughs> making us look bad over here. The, the Sonic stories don't stop there. Story number five. Speaking of Sonic, prepare for a Sonic the Hedgehog VTuber and maybe a theme park. This is Andrew Kaya at Silicon Era. Sega art director Kazuyuki 
Hoshino has reportedly stated that the team is working to turn Sonic the Hedgehog into a VTuber. This will come as part of a new broadcast project. Hoshino also stated that the team's next goal is to open up a Sonic theme park due to the success of the recent Sonic the Hedgehog movie. The information comes from Ryo Kutia, 2089, who, is, who has frequently been the first to post key information from physical publications such as Famitsu and Weekly Shonen Jump. In this case, it comes from two statements from Sonic the Hedgehog producer Takashi Lizuka uh, and art director Kazuyuki Hashino. Additionally, Lizuka uh, stated that the team is taking its time developing the new Sonic the Hedgehog title planned to release in 2022. He added that the development of the new title will keep the future evolution of Sonic in mind and take a form that differs from past iterations. Andy Cortez, I'm living my best life right now. I couldn't be more happy about a Sonic the Hedgehog VTuber and even more so uh, a theme park. That sounds like, I listen, I love Sonic. I think Sonic is is fantastic and it's popular and it's a great ip right i think all these things i know i'm insane for thinking it i couldn't imagine a sonic the hedgehog theme park being successful <laughs> i just love the idea that like look the, the like just having this candid interview and look our movie was successful maybe we make a theme park i don't know <laughs> like just kind like, of that's throwing a out up jump that's a leap <laughs> Like they're only I, like, I I can't think of a video game character or franchise outside of Mario and like the core Nintendo lineup, like a Nintendo like United lineup that could support a theme park. Yeah, I don't That's really a hard thing to think about. Maybe an entire maybe a PlayStation Studios theme park. Even then, man, I I don't yeah. know. I this this seems very bizarre. I don't think it's a fantastic idea. Um, as you know, I love Sonic as an idea. I hate Sonic video games. So when you're talking about making theme parks and VTubers, make a good game! You know? Make a goddamn yeah, good they're, game, they're, Blessing. They're putting out Sonic Colors again. They're putting out Sonic Colors again. That's a good game. Oh my god. That's a good dude. game. I know it's an old game, but it's a good one. <laughs> I saw people on Twitter too when they announced that Sonic was coming to Minecraft or whatever. I saw quite a few people on Twitter being like, finally, a good 3D Sonic game. And hey, first of all, you calm down, all right? You obviously, people were saying that obviously didn't play Sonic Generations, you didn't play Sonic Colors, and you didn't play half of Sonic Unleashed. And so I need you to calm down. Wait, there what half of Sonic? I don't even. Speed. You know what? I don't want to know what half of Sonic Unleashed. I don't even. Sonic want to know. Unleashed was the game where half of it was the werehog. The werewolf. And it was a really good. Yeah, the werewolf Sonic game. Yeah. But half of it was like a really good traditional 3D Sonic game. Also, Sonic Heroes, a very good seven out of ten game. A tr a traditional 3D Sonic game, though. To me, it's just always it's just always like an endless runner, and you hit B to hit you hit the button to hit the bumpers and fly like. It's, I just fucking hate them as a concept. I don't understand. Like, I, there are so many ways to make a 3D platformer good, and a Sonic game just always feels like, let me speed the fuck up, poof, hit a wall, goddammit. My momentum's all I mean, fucked up now. It just yeah. never feels good to play. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Hate him, hate him, yeah, I mean, you are not wrong. And that is the that's the conundrum that we run into, no pun intended, repeatedly when it comes to making a 3D <laughs> Sonic game. Is the core of a 3D Sonic game is just flawed inherently because you are making a linear on-rails game that is supposed to be about speed, but I think just in concept just doesn't that it never comes together well. Like if you want to make a good 3D Sonic game, I think I, at some point you 
take a step back and you're like, okay, cool. How do we make a good good 3D platformer and work from there and find ways to integrate sonic elements into a good 3D platformer as opposed to trying to shove a lot of 3D platformer elements into a traditional Sonic game because traditional Sonic games have been the same for a while and a lot of the times they just don't work. Sonic Colors was good. Sonic Generations was good. But those also, those also aren't like the greatest 3D platformers. They're fun for me, but that's like a lot of nostalgia and that's a lot of me being like, hey man, you know, she's treated me well sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so... it's just like it's always the lock on turn into the fucking ball. Let me hit these flying bad guys and it's shing ding and it's just it's just the same it, shit i get my enjoyment of sonic games from the game grumps playthroughs and uh and i feel like i am not alone in that that that's where i get my enjoyment i don't know if you've seen the tiktoks that are it's the sound where it's a girl uh that's like that's my man and the guy and there's like a, a guy uh that's like it's always like an unattractive dude yeah <laughs> yeah it's like look at look at that guy like that that's that's your, your man and she's like that's my man, and I'm yeah. gonna stand by him. That's how I feel a lot of time with Sonic the Hedgehog, where, where people are like, "Look at this! Look at Sonic Forces! Look how shit this game is!" And I'm just like, "I don't know, man. That's my You're thick my, and thin. My, my, my man. <laughs> You're thick and thin. I gotta see it through, my boy. I don't know what to tell you. I gotta uh, see it through." And so, go get him, Sonic the Hedgehog. Speaking of weird decisions, story number again, a range of news during this Roper report. Story number six: Dreams is collaborating with Mercedes Benz for some fucking reason. This comes from the PlayStation blog. Kevin, I have another trailer for you to pull up for this one as well. I was trying to see thing, if in the uh, in the doc if you put for some fucking reason, but you you just put for no, some reason. I, I didn't. I, didn't. <laughs> I just put for some reason. Uh, the wonderful thing about the feature, and this again, this is from the PlayStation blog. This is the Dreams devs writing this. Wonderful thing about the future is that it hasn't happened yet. And so, theoretically, anything is possible with enough wow. effort, imagination, and collaboration. That's fucking deep right there. That's deep dreams. Uh, that's the thinking behind Mercedes-Benz's latest initiative, which is designed to create a conversation around one idea. Quote, let's imagine futures together. End quote. If there's one thing we love to do here at Media Molecule, it's to imagine. So, when we heard about the project, which began in 2019 at Mercedes and SXSW's uh, Me Convention, uh, or South by Southwest Me Convention, a, li mm, yeah. a lifestyle <laughs> festival, and if you I don't know why I read it like that, a lifestyle <laughs> festival in Future Lab at which experts and convention goers drafted, sketched, and modeled their sustainable and community-minded visions of the future, we knew, we knew we wanted to be part of the dialogue. Dreams and Mercedes is the result. A gorgeous narrative-based uh, narrative 2D platformer that presents one possible future, a world in which AI takes care of all the work and humans are free to nurture their connection to creativity, the natural world, and to one another. Based on a concept from, a from AI expert Alexander Cadane and with input from the wider team at Mercedes-Benz, it was brought to life through the direction and talent of Dreams community creator Scott Vanderbilt. Yeah, Vanderberg, Vanderberg, uh, plus support from developers here at Media Molecule. You'll be able to play Dreams and Mercedes very soon. It'll be released in Dreams under the title <laughs> Dreams and Mercedes Benz on July eighth, twenty twenty one. Hmm. Uh, I shit like this always confuses me when it comes to companies like Mercedes Benz, who we know <clears throat> we know as a as a vehicle company. They make cars, um, mm -hmm. and I always think that like. Who who starts the initiative to say, let's make a division here at Mercedes-Benz that talks about sustainable living and goes to talks at South by... Like, how do you coordinate that? How do you try to, like, 
I, I just don't know. This is just like a, a weirder, much wider conversation I'm trying to have. But mm-hmm. that part confuses me. The idea They're trying to be like the, Tesla. They're trying to do something bigger and greater for the world outside of just cars. Sure, but it's like that's not like I wonder that can't be financially, you know, stable. <laughs> like <laughs> that vision can't be making a whole lot of money. Who do you put in charge? It's just all bizarre to me. But anyway, back to the dreams thing. Uh, this is all just kind of weird. This is a weird kind of bingo thing that I would have never selected on the bingo card of 2021. Um, I have no idea what to think about it. And um, I'll just shut up because you're the dreams guy. I mean, yeah, as somebody who really digs dreams, this is such a weird, uh, this is a weird one to wake up to and look look on Twitter and be like, all right, what the fuck do I make of this? Dreams cross <laughs> Mercedes Benz. I think it's I think it's a really strange one, but I do, I, I like the idea of it. I like the idea of dreams collaborating with other brands to make uh, a dreams or to make a dream or a dreams campaign because that's the thing i love so much about dreams is i love the user created stuff i love uh, going through seeing what people are, are making i love when dream, when dreams media molecule collabs with their in-game creators to make something special and make something that is a featured event for dreams they've done that uh multiple times already and they have they have other ones even aside from this one announced that are similar sort of things but from art's dream to all hollows dream which came out last year around halloween I, I I really like when they do this type of stuff. Um, I think this could be promising in some forms outside of a Mercedes-Benz thing. Like if Dreams, say, collabed with, I was going to say Nintendo, but that'd be weird because Nintendo and PlayStation. But for the sake of, I guess, the example, right? If Dreams was like, hey, we're collabing with Nintendo to make um, a Mario level or some shit. Or, hey, Dreams is collaborating with Cartoon Network for a Billion Mandy uh, a world in dreams they can explore that was um, made in tandem with the creative minds behind Billy and Mandy. I think that could be such a cool ass thing. And I think that I think this with the Mercedes Benz partnership has, I guess, like elements of that to it, right? Promises of that to it. And that's what I want to see. This is one that for me as somebody who doesn't care about Mercedes Benz like that. And for I'm sure the majority of the dreams audience who doesn't care about Mercedes Benz, you look at this and you're like, all right, well, whatever, Mercedes Benz. But I think this could maybe lead to something down the road, which is cooler and is going to be more for the wider audience. And I think that's something to get excited about. Yeah, but I don't yeah, know if it does a whole thing is weird. I don't know if it does a whole lot for the dreams audience, but I hope it helps legitimize dreams into becoming more of a thing that people outside of gaming know. And I hope maybe other, you know, manufacturer, I don't want to say other car manufacturers, but just other <laughs> larger corporations see this and maybe, figure out a way to you know how can we utilize this platform it's such a weird thing that i i just don't even know what to say about it and i think you summed it all up perfectly bless you did a great job thank did you a great job it. talking hey, about that's it what right i'm there. here for you're doing mm-hmm. a great job too andy let me tell I'm you trying, Number I'm one trying. video games journalists they call you that for a reason thank you uh, we, we got one more news story here as part of the roper report story number seven ladies and gentlemen skull town might be back in apex legends this morning apex legends on twitter at play apex tweeted out what if Skulltown was an arena's map? Wow. Of course, if you missed it, if you're not an Apex person, Apex Arena is just the new mode they added with the latest season. It's the 3v3 mode, Elimination. They're trying to push it as the big new mode in Apex Legends. And Skulltown, if you missed it, Skulltown was part of the original um, Kings Canyon map um, uh, early on in the game. They got rid of Skulltown, right? Think about if Fortnite, think about Fortnite getting rid of Tilted Towers. 
right? That's the exact thing that happened when Apex Legends got rid of, of Skulltown. Um, and so and everybody Skull in Town chat possibly being an arenas thing. Everybody in chat and comments can be like, well, they did get rid of Tilted Towers. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Like, mm -hmm. think about, like, at the height of Tilted Towers, them removing it. This is sort of the same thing, where Skulltown was the spot that all the sweatiest of gamers wanted to drop. Yep, um, everybody it, dropped it, Skulltown. It was the hot spot, and this is kind of cool. Dude, I have not touched Apex Arenas in forever. I have not. I, the only sort of... Uh, interaction i've had with it is watching fran mirabella stream it because he's i feel like he streams it three times a week at this point of just like all right mm -hmm. we're only playing arena tonight uh and so shout out to fran for you know living that dream but i have not i haven't played apex in such a long time bless dude i played arenas last week and that was the first time i had played it in maybe like <clears throat> like at least a month and i was i was hooked on arenas when they first dropped it i absolutely loved it um but i got sidetracked by a bunch of other games and i've been playing a lot of knockout city andy a lot of knockout mm. city uh this would them releasing skull town this map would immediately pull me back in i would have to play arenas for just to like go a, check it out a week just to go i mean just to go check it out and live back in skull town because i love skull town and I think you put it well, right? Like everybody dropped there, and that was the exact reason why they had to take it out of King's Canyon was because like it fucked up the balance of the map. Everybody wanted to drop at drop at Skulltown, and it became a problem. Um, and so for them to bring it back as an arenas map, I think is such 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 a smart way to do it because you bring it back and you don't you don't have the balancing issues that you might have had before with having having it be part of the bigger battle royale map. Um, and so. I'm excited about this. I hope they they commit to it. I hope it's something dope. Uh, and get hyped, everybody! Skulltown is coming back by Andy. Skulltown's return is probably just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Drop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, what was that? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, you hate to see it. Off. Out today, off. we got out of line, just like Kevin was. Out of line for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. I'm kidding, Kevin. Uh, we got Fallen Knight for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Bitmaster for Xbox One and Switch. Empire of Angels 4 for PS4 and Xbox One. Worms Rumble for Switch. Blocky Puzzle for Switch. Ninja Buddy Epic Quest for Switch. Rail Route for PC and Mac. Robo Life Days with Eno for PC. <laughs> Cozy <laughs> Cozy Grove 2.0. The update is available. To... Why they Why they call it that? Why is their name Eno? That's a That's not a good name for a character. Uh, Empire Four of again. Angels Four again is out for Xbox One and PS4. <laughs> Could you imagine looking down at your child and being like, "I'm going to name this kid Eno." <laughs> A I N O. Ain't no. Uh, new days for you. We got Aliens Fireteam Elite is out on August 24th on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Within the Blade is coming to, P uh, to PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo Switch on July 16th. Guild of Darksteel, uh, the dark fantasy adventure, will launch on July 15th on Nintendo Switch and PC. And then uh, Imagine Earth, a classical 4X strategy game with a con conservationist twist i was gonna say conversationalist and i was like that's, that's not right <laughs> conservationist twist is coming to xbox series x and xbox one on july 9th 
deal of the day for you. We got a bunch of games coming soon to Game Pass. Today, you're getting Worms Rumble. June 24th, you're getting Iron Harvest, Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit Remaster, Remastered, and Proteus. Then on July 1st, you're getting Banjo-Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts, Bug, Fables, Gang Beasts, Immortal Realms, Vampire Wars, and Limbo. Ain't no. Ain't no. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. That's where you write in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. What do we got wrong? Uh, just Tom says, I can't believe I know this, but Dr. Robotnik's first name was Ivo. I don't actually know what it what it is current. What it is in the current Sonic canon, uh, so maybe this is a pointless. You're wrong. No, it, I, the, I think it might still be Ivo, Doctor Ivo Robotnik, Jim Carrey Robotnik, and <laughs> Jim Carrey Robotnik the third. Mm-hmm. And then Dan H writes in. This isn't a you're wrong, but this is, I guess, additional uh, info. Mercedes has already partnered with Nintendo. They had several cars in Mario Kart Eight, and I think that's a good thing to point out in context of the Mercedes-Benz partnership with Media Molecules Dreams. So I hate the way Andy those cars looked. It. I did not want to see my beloved characters inside of a Mercedes Benz. It looks so bad. It looks so off. Not a fan of it. You, you didn't like to see Mario living his best life out there no. balling, spending the big bucks on the Mercedes Benz? No, I don't want to see him in that Luigi class or whatever. <laughs> like, Peach so in weird. the 1%? <laughs> it was so weird. The rest of this ho- uh, the rest of this week's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily go like this. Tomorrow you're getting Greg and IGN's Damon Hatfield, and then on Friday it's Greg and Tim. If you're watching this live on Twitch, after this is Greg and Mike playing some Sea of Thieves, and then on Friday uh, Andy's embarrassing himself in Mario Golf Super Rush. This fucking clown. This fucking clown. to the dock. I'm sick I of no him. Added that to the dock. Damn it. I mean, who who is that? Who who would have added such a thing? Who? I mean, guess. Take a fucking guess. God damn, damn. I hate this guy. Damn, Tim Gettys, man. Fucking wild. Look at that guy <laughs> being a fucking pest. Uh, Aino. Uh, of course, Aino. this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, Aino. game daily. <laughs> <laughs>